0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome into this Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler with New Media Broadcasters. Let's start off by looking at that weather command forecast. Today, sunny, haze, highs 85 to 90, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, clear, haze, lows in the mid 50s, southwest winds 5 to 10 miles an hour shifting to the southeast after midnight. Sunday, sunny, haze throughout the day. Areas of smoke in the afternoon, highs 90 to 95, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday night, clear, haze in the evening, lows 55 to 60, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Monday, sunny in the morning then becoming partly cloudy, highs 90 to 95, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Monday night and Tuesday, partly cloudy, lows 60 to 65, highs 90 to 95. Tuesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 60 to 65. Wednesday through Thursday, partly cloudy, highs 85 to 90, lows around 60. Thursday night and Friday, mostly clear, lows around 60, highs 85 to 90. Welcome back to this Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler with New Media Broadcasters. Several people directly involved with the Great Northern Fair, including manager Frank English, are alleging serious workplace misconduct by board member Bob Sievertson. Several sources tell new media broadcasters that Sievertson cut the wires and took the plug-ins off the air conditioning condenser on the work pickup despite an ongoing heat wave, shut employees in a horse stall in a livestock barn, shot gophers and pigeons on multiple occasions on the fairgrounds with a 22 rifle, and poured oil under the bleachers as a way to try and control mosquitoes. Bob Sievertson was appointed to the fair board by the county commission in April. When reached by new media broadcasters by phone, he provided the following statement, quote, I'm not going to respond. When they file a lawsuit against me, then I'll have my day in court. For more, head to HighlineToday.com. United States Department of Agriculture Deputy Undersecretary for Rural Development Justin Maxson has announced that the department is extending the COVID-19 special relief measure for USDA single-family housing Guarantee loan borrowers. The USDA COVID-19 Special Relief Measure provides new alternatives for borrowers to help them achieve up to a 20% reduction in their monthly principal and interest payments. New options include an interest rate deduction, term extension, and the mortgage recovery advance, which can help cover past due mortgage payments and related costs. Borrowers will first be assessed for an interest rate deduction, and if additional relief is still needed, the borrowers will be considered for a combination rate reduction and term extension. Several Montana tribes are suing the state, alleging that education leaders in Montana are violating the state constitution by failing to teach about the culture and heritage of Native Americans. The lawsuit was filed Thursday in Cascade County District Court by numerous plaintiffs, including the Fort Belknap Indian community and the Little Shell tribe of Chippewa Indians. The complaint argues the state is in violation of statutes that provide every Montana public school student, whether Indian or non-Indian, will learn about the distinct and unique cultural heritage of American Indians in a culturally responsive manner. It also claims that many schools in Montana are providing little to no funding for Indian education for all ACT programs and that the Office of Public Instruction has failed to set up any enforcement mechanism for the ACT. The plaintiffs are asking the court to mandate that the Board of Education and OPI ensure schools are complying with the IEFA Act. OPI has not commented on the lawsuit. Montana's Health Department is taking public comment on part of its plan to tackle the state's substance abuse and mental illness crises. The Montana Free Press reports that the Department of Public Health and Human Services has suggested funneling federal Medicaid dollars to support people in search of stable housing, diagnose inmates preparing to exit prisons, and specific treatments for stimulant addictions. The state is also proposing using Medicaid to pay for inpatient and residential treatment at the state hospital in Warm Springs and other private community-based providers, a seismic change that has met mixed reactions among behavioral health advocates. The ideas are embedded within Governor Greg Gianforte's roughly $25 million plan known as Heart Initiative, or Healing and Ending Addiction Through Recovery and Treatment. The plan proposes leveraging approximately $6 million in new revenue for marijuana taxes, as well as other sources, to trigger more funding from the federal Medicaid program. If the state is successful, the policy fixes outlined this month will be funded through new uses of Medicaid dollars, a process that requires the state to submit a waiver to the federal government explaining its proposed changes and how they will impact Medicaid recipients. The state released its draft waiver in early July, the first opportunity for most members of the public to consider the details of the Department of Public Health and Human Services proposal. The department has scheduled more public meetings, including a consultation with tribal nations, in the coming weeks. The deadline for submitting written comments is September 7th. A Butte man accused of robbing three businesses at gunpoint in three different Montana cities in February has admitted to charges in U.S. District Court. Thomas Scott Cockrell, 49, pleaded guilty to three counts of robbery affecting commerce and to brandishing a firearm in furtherance of a crime of violence. He is alleged to have robbed Blackjack Pizza in Missoula, Laquita Inn in Helena, and elevated dispensary in Butte at gunpoint. Each business lost several hundreds of dollars in the robberies. Cockrell faces a maximum of 20 years in prison, a $250,000 fine, and three years of supervised release on the robbery crime and a mandatory minimum seven years to life in prison consecutive to any other sentence and five years of supervised release on the firearm crime. Sentencing is set for November 10th. Cockrell was detained pending further proceedings. Five firefighters were injured after a sudden wind shift blew a wildfire in Garfield County back over their position as they were constructing a defensive line on the perimeter of the Devil's Creek fire. The incident occurred on Thursday. All five firefighters are members of federal crews. The wildfire is lightning cause and is burning on rough, steep terrain 36 miles northwest of Jordan. The fire was estimated at 375 acres as of Friday and is on BLM and private land. And now for your sports update, let's send it over to Edward Oates. Eddie, take it away.
1: Let's take a look at your sports. Reporting for new media broadcasters, I'm Edward Oates. Starting with the boys of summer, the Haver North Stars won their opening round game at the American Legion Northern District Tournament on Friday. The North Stars won up the Tri-County Cardinals 7-6. A five-run fifth inning was the difference. Trenton Maloney pitched four and a third innings, giving up four runs on six hits and struck out two Tri-County hitters. Ethan Carlson and Caden Jenkins each had multiple hits for Haver. The North Stars collected seven hits on the day. With the win, the North Stars advance to the semifinal game on Saturday at 4 p.m. The MSU Northern women's volleyball team has put the finishing touches on their schedule for the upcoming season and there are several highlights that make up the non-conference phase of matches. The Skylights will be in Arizona in August for a pair of tournaments and their coach Jerry Wagner says this is an excellent early season challenge for his team.
2: Going down to Phoenix and playing those NAI schools in that area, they're all top teams. If you're going to beat the best, you've got you to face those teams so that you can get your level up and that, that's what this trip will accomplish.
1: The northern campus will be buzzing with volleyball action September 17th and 18th as the Skylights will be hosting the Frontier Conference preseason tournament.
2: Nobody has better fans than the fans up here in Haver, Montana. The kids that come here, they realize that right away and for us to get some competition up there and let people know more about the Skylight Volleyball program was just a no-brainer. And we'll put on a great show because we know how to host things. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Once the regular season conference schedule begins, it will be a series of road trips and home stands with a different opponent nightly. Coach Wagner says he would have preferred to see a return to the spring schedule that the conference used earlier this year.
2: The schedule we just had this year where we played everybody twice when we went to their place and twice when we came home so that... We get ample amount of competitions and so on. If you're going to go that far, you should play twice instead of once. That's my attitude.
1: The MSU Northern football team will be holding their youth football camp Wednesday, July 28th through Friday the 30th. The camp is broken up into two age groups with those entering kindergarten through fifth grade and one in the second group, comprised of those sixth through eighth graders. Heading up the camp, MSU Northern head football coach Andrew Rollin, he talks about what he and his staff try to emphasize to the youngest of the campers.
3: Really just promote, you know, not only how fun this game is, but what you can learn playing it. And, you know, we'll talk basic fundamentals of the game and you know how to throw and catch a football and how to how to carry a football and how to block and tackle so the the basic fundamentals that we still teach our players even at the college level
1: for the sixth through eighth graders at the camp their instruction will be more advanced and detailed over the three days
3: we'll go through each position offense and defense and be a little bit more position specific as these guys uh, and girls are, are preparing for the next level whether that be high school or, or middle school you know i think it's just a little bit more uh, detailed to it and but still a main focus on having fun and and learning the basic fundamentals.
1: Several members of the Northern football team will also be among the instructors and this allows them to give back to the community and become a special part of the football learning experience.
3: I think the young guys get more of a kick out of working with some of our players than they do with the coaches and so we like having players out there and definitely kindergarten through fifth grade but especially sixth through eighth grade have somebody to look up to and somebody that's done it and done it well and does it well on Saturdays.
1: You can sign up for the camp through Wednesday and for more information go to the MSU Northern football webpage. The Great Falls Turf Club will be holding the first of two weekends of thoroughbred horse racing Saturday and Sunday at Montana Expo Park. The racing returns after being put on hold last summer because of COVID protocols. Track manager Sparky Kotke says everything is rounding into shape for the first two days of the season.
4: Track is in really good shape. We've been working on that for about four weeks now, getting it watered and raked every day. Our betting windows and booths are all ready to go. We've got a lot of Kellers lined up this year. I think we've got about 27 or 28, which is 10 more than we've had in the past.
1: Bargy goes on to talk about the format for this first weekend of racing at Montana Expo Park.
4: Planning on eight races on Saturday and eight again on Sunday. In the past, we've run nine or 10, but with the situation of horses, we thought we would just go with eight. We've probably got maybe 100 horses here on the field now, and we're we're expecting more to ship in during the week.
1: The attendance and amount of money bet at the race meet in recent years has been outstanding and everything points toward a good start for this initial weekend.
4: Response coming back from our sponsors and things after taking a year off and the people we've talked to in town are excited that we're back racing this this uh, next two weekends. So we're hoping for a big crowd and big turnout. Hopefully we can provide a good show for the spectators that come in.
1: The post time for the first race Saturday and Sunday at Expo Park in Great Falls is 1 in the afternoon. There is racing next weekend as well, with the racing on Friday starting at 5 and Saturday and Sunday at 1. The Haver High School head tennis coach, George Ferguson, has the annual tennis camp back on the books, set for August 2nd and 3rd at the Bill Vahey Memorial Tennis Courts. Start times for the two-day event is 12 noon for both days. Camp is open to boys and girls grades 1 through 12 at a cost of $25 per camper. For more information or to sign up, contact George Ferguson at 390-4142 or register the day of the camp. And finally, once again, the Haver North Stars won their opening round at the Northern District Tournament for American Legion on Friday, 7-6, over the Tri-County Cardinals. They play again Saturday at 4 p.m. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Edward Oates.
0: Thanks, Eddie. And the opponent the North Stars will be facing is the Great Falls Chargers this afternoon at 4 o'clock in Lewistown. Welcome back to Montana at Noon. I'm Jake Ziegler reporting for New Media Broadcasters. Rachel J. Kleinsaucer, 87, passed away peacefully at her home on Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Funeral services will begin at 1130 on Saturday, July 24th, 2021 in the Hidden Valley Colony Church. Burial will follow in the Hidden Valley Colony Cemetery. Please visit Rachel's online memorial page and leave a message of condolence for her family at www.hollandbonine.com. Stuart C. Scott McKenzie, 77, passed away on October 14, 2020 in Haver, Montana at Northern Montana Hospital. A service will be held at 3 p.m. on Friday, July thirtieth, 2021 at the Chinook High School Gymnasium in Chinook, Montana. Well, that's going to do it today for this Saturday edition of Montana at Noon. As always, tune in to KOJM and KPQX for up-to-date news, weather, sports, road conditions, and more. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Jake Ziegler.